2: Uh, and as you can, might be able to tell already, I'm a little bit under the weather. I'm not feeling the greatest, not in the best of moods, which puts me in the perfect position to do a pod after <laughs> Nottingham Forest 1, <laughs> Liverpool nil, <laughs> and a rather lucky win against West Ham. <laughs> um, we have part of the A team with us and um, BA is on his way. <laughs> Mr Attitude himself. He's He's driving home at the moment. He will be with us shortly. But... In the meantime, I do have my namesake, Mr. Daniel Rhodes. Good evening, Rosie. Good evening. Uh, I hope
0: I hope uh, our analysis is going to suggest that all the Liverpool squad have got what you've got because you sound a lot worse than you sound. Well, at least that would be an, at Pause. least that
2: would be an excuse, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, an actual plausible excuse. <laughs> but just be just while we're, while while we got you there, Rosie. um, um you are back now, host. Um, bit of breaking news on the other work. You are. Um, pushing out our sister channel again, Crick Index. Yes. yes, the T Twenty World Cup's on, and we're doing um, three or
0: four podcasts a week. Looking at that, we've got various guests from around the globe from yep. the Crick Index group. How many, how many episodes have you done so far? We've done two. We did one after the Scotland. After Scotland went out with Greg, and then we did an absolute classic yesterday with uh, Addy and Korea. On the India-Pakistan game, which was wow, uh, the greatest T20 game of all time.
2: Yeah, I mean it's up there with the Australia-South um, Africa World Cup semi-final, isn't it? That one yeah. with the Dams clues that one, isn't it?
0: Yeah,
2: is yeah. that is that good? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean it, it, the biggest the biggest sports fixture in world sport, Rosie. Um, it is. You it know, is. for once it delivered. It is,
0: and of course they're never allowed to play each other. The only time they ever get to play each other is when they, so, they so, just so happen to get drawn against each other in every single knockout competition. Because... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ICC-sanctioned yeah. events only yeah. because of the politics. Uh, it's so, billions, well, over a billion
2: people watch or listen to this. At bad. least, yeah. So, yeah. so a, ba- a very, very, very bad weekend. Um, I do apologise for any of our Pakistani-Liverpool listeners as well. I, I, I feel your pain. People, but um, on the plus that side, Rosie, England started off with a win. Nice, nice, good, solid win. Especially in the field, they were great, weren't we?
0: Yeah, Mark wood bowling at
2: ninety-five mile an hour. The Mark fastest wood.
0: ever, the fastest ever spell of T
2: Twenty bowling in history. Wow! Now there's a positive for us. Who would have thought that England would go into a tournament with actual, the fastest bowler in the world and a mystery spinner, Rosie? What a, what a, what a, <laughs> What's going on in the world? What, what is going on? <laughs> anyway, that's enough nonsense about cricket. We'll be talking about that in the coming weeks as well. I'm happy to carry on talking about it, Dan. <laughs> just as a distraction. Well, just wait till the side comes. We can talk about the Yankees getting swept by the Astros. Hey! Oh. <laughs> 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 maybe he'd rather talk about that <laughs> but anyway um you just heard him there it's dr phil barter evening phil how you doing mate you're right <laughs> <laughs>
3: anything to, how have you been taking your mind off the reds uh well <coughs> it's half term where i am so it's been a t- time with the kids is probably a, a distraction which is good you know um yeah, but I think I said to Rhodes at the start. Sadly, it's difficult with the kids. So I generally only get to watch one half live, and then I have to watch the rewatch. But having to knowing you get you getting beat, and you're having to watch the second half where you can see the goal, it's been a a new, <laughs> le- a new level of pain, I have to say. But a new you know. level of pain. Well, wow. yeah. did, yeah, did, uh, did you do the?
2: Did you do the? Did you do the white? The White Scout watch. The the just the accelerated highlights. Yeah, yeah, I just did that. Yeah, it's the only way you can fit it in. Honestly, times yeah. two as well. So to be honest, like... highlights in 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 inverted commas. So it probably only took five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but we are um, a man short. Sight is driving home from uh, Derby Ladies training. I think he got kept in late after training, been on the naughty step, maybe who knows. Um, but we are going to rejig the agenda what we've already got, and it's already a different agenda to normal because. Um, we thought, well, this is such now such a serious position for the Reds to find themselves in. Um, I, I don't think we use the C word lightly um, uh, on this show. I don't think we're, we're prone to hyperbole, but I think we are in a crisis, especially a defensive crisis. Um, and we are going to be doing we're going to be bringing in aspects of the the, the the West Ham and Forest games. But we are really going to focus on um all the issues and the causes to this crisis and, um, and potentially, and then look at more importantly, look at solutions and how the fuck we get out of this mess. Right. But we are going to start, um, with a deep dive on the, uh, on the defensive crisis. Um, and what we're going to first, uh, first of all do is we're just going to set out the baseline position of why we're saying this is a crisis and just how bad this is. So Rosie, um, we are going to just do the both do the, do your match summaries, please, for both games. Yes. Uh, just because I think these are quite good examples of, you know, what, well, sixteen matches now this season. Yeah. And these aren't untypical, are they?
0: No. We've so we've had sixteen matches this season. We've already conceded more than four big chances um, in games this season than we have done across any of the full seasons under Klopp. Wow. Which is yeah, which is pretty grim. <clears throat> Um, We never usually concede this many. We'll come on to how many has actually been in the uh, average across the games. But, yeah, the match summary is down. Uh, 2.2 non-penalty XG to 1.5 in the West Ham game. Obviously, they missed a pen, so that would have gone on there if you're just looking at straight XG. But we did have 22 shots to 8, 15 shots in the box to 10, seven shots on target to three, which is good. But again, the grim reality is we conceded five big chances. Um, we had three ourselves, but it's too, it's not about your shots or getting a lot of eight and nine percent chances. If you concede five big chances, you do not deserve to keep a clean sheet. It's virtually unheard of. Mm. Um, we had twice as many penalty box touches, which you'd probably expect against the, the Moist side 30 to 15. Yeah. Um, and the XG models were all pretty similar, about two points. Were they? Well, 1.73 for up to 1.9 for stats bomb, 2.47 for in four goal, uh, 2.3 for Cayley, 2.4 for 538, um, and West Ham's were pretty pretty similar, one point one to one point seven, but there was about four at one point seven for them. Uh, non shot XG was 2.3 to 0.9 in our favor. So on the face of it, apart from one stat, it's a it's okay, put five big chances at home to West Ham, a Moyes team. Yeah. What was, the, Moyes what, was average, big, what was the
2: what was the average of the um, XG models again? Two point two to one point five, non-penalty. And so, so basically, when we when add in the pen as well, it's over two again for the for the opposition. Yeah, they've just edged us really. <laughs> you know. yeah. um,
0: and I don't, I think Moyes went about ten games without having five chances, big chances combined against us at
2: Anfield because his. Career. So I mean, we, Te- that, Moisey will never have a better chance to win at Anfield than that. Yeah, never. Um, But that wasn't as bad as the
0: Forest one. <laughs> the Forest one... Yay! <laughs> ..was 2.1 non-penalty to 2.2, so similar if you include in the West Ham pen. Um, 15 shots to 10, 14 shots in the box to 6, 7 shots on target each. Um, We did have one more big chance in this game. We had 4 to their 5 similar amount of penalty box touches, um, and we had 2.3 non-shot XG to their 0.7. But again, Dan, West Ham had eight shots, five of them were big chances. Not Forest had 10 shots, five of them were big chances. We conceded more than half the shots we conceded in these, these two games were huge chances, and they weren't, like, really debatable big chances like we've done in the past. Some yeah. of them were absolute... Point blank shots that either yeah. Alison saved or they missed, or yeah, or well, the yeah. Things. consider we conceded one goal over 10 big chances. What's the likelihood of that? Yeah, yeah, it's very simple, highly unlikely. <coughs> we're very, very fortunate not to concede at least four across the two games. Yeah, well, that's the average, isn't it? You'd say about 10 big chances, you'd say four, especially if one of them's a pen.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, that's about right. Yeah, you do expect to concede yeah. four. Yeah. And, and what? So what was the um what was the overall um uh, average of the XG models again? Two point two to two point one. Two point one to two point two in the first game. So yeah, over the two games we conceded four point three, and we conceded at one actual goal. Yeah. Um. So it, it's worth saying now because we're not we're, we, you know, we're not going to having too many positive things to say in this pod, but and. Um, that scoreline was only kept down. That goals against column was only kept down because of one person, wasn't it, Rosie?
0: Alexson yeah. I think you said five. Yeah,
2: including the player of the season. Yeah, yeah. The so only one who's won in won. contention. He's like the only nomination. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, so, those, so those two games are really bad, right? But if they, if they, if this was just the only two games like this, we'd probably be saying, well, is this a blip? Is this a start of a trend? We wouldn't know. But it's not that at all, is it? Because this is probably the seventh or eighth game this season out of 16 of this magnitude, right, Rosie? Yep. It's, so less less the others, we've had Man United.
0: Yes, we had um, United. It we was, lost the XG to Palace, did we? we? We lost the XG to United. We lost the XG to... Um, Brighton, we lost the XG to City. Um, no, this no, sorry, this is the um, this was in the period that we're going to come on to when we were the, yeah
2: the- we were close. <laughs> it was it was level XG pretty much for, with Palace. Yeah, wasn't no, it, yeah. it was.
0: Yeah. No, I was look, I was looking at that period that you asked me to. look at, <coughs> Yeah,
2: um, when we had all the injuries in yeah. the
0: COVID season. Yeah, yeah. Um, in this, let me just get this season up now. It was all all matches. We lost the XG to um, to Man United to Napoli, to Arsenal, um, Brighton
2: and Forest. Yeah. And we've conceded over two XG on another couple of occasions as well, including West Ham. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah there, was, there, was a, there was a graphic from InfoGoal where they went viral. viral um, that, you know, our recent defensive form since for the last six league games, including Everton. Um, the lowest XG we've had conceded was, was against Man City with 1.1, 1. 1, which is which is just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, six games, six games of the 16, we've conceded four or more big chances. One yeah. of them was six big chances against, two of them were five big chances against,
2: and one of them was nine. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. Okay. Um, so that's pretty horrific. Um so let's look at those um let's look at that season, those season level numbers um and where we are in the context of the premier league then Rosie. Um are any alarm bells ringing when we look at our current performance in line with the rest of the league?
0: Uh, well, I think the comparison is um is 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 the comparison you asked me to do about the Well, let's just
2: do the season first, Yeah. Cuz we, we are very good, are we? So, so, Phil, uh, yeah. in, in, in terms of on the defensive side, right? We are very good this season on the defensive side,
3: are we? In the in the context, nah, we're, bo- too- we're bottom half. We're bottom half. I think uh, Simon made a great point in uh, one of our chats. Without Ali, we I think we'd be bottom of the table. No, not- we wouldn't. I think that's, that's- I think that's hyperbole. All right, well we'd be near the bottom when we are at it top. It could be in the relegation zone. We'd be in the relegation zone because there's yeah, games at West Ham, he saved us. That's that's yeah. the defeat. Yeah, there's there's several other games that he has basically meant that we've got the point, we've got a point out of the game. Yeah. Um we've given out too many big chances, too many shots centrally, which we never used to do. Yeah. Um the you know, our average quality of shot is what around ten, ten, fifteen percent or whatever. Whereas yeah. their, theirs is a lot higher, if not twenty, twenty, thirty to twenty, you know, twenty percent sort of thing. So it's and the themes it just keeps happening. We keep giving up two, three big chances, going up to five as a range. The range is huge, as we'll come on to when we're talking about some of the other things you've asked to look at, Darf, is. Yeah. When you get a consistency of performance, you limit your range, you control what's happening. Yeah. We, there is no control in what's happening. We're we'll going to one game and we'll give up one big chance. Go another game, we we'll go up nine. Yeah. yeah. There's, no, there's no systematic control of what the opposition can do. It's yeah. literally what they decide to do on the day. Yeah. And they create. And if they're set up really well, like Brighton is a prime example, they clearly knew what they were doing, had a game plan, ex- executed it, and would could have been three, four up before we'd even got out of first gear. Yeah,
0: none of have conceded more big
2: chances than this, this season. They've conceded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've conceded 31. There you go. That's what that, we're 19th in the league for big chances conceded. That's just 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 ridiculous, isn't it, Rosie? Yeah, absolutely. In 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 1819, in I think we only had 38 the entire season. Yeah, and we're 31 already this season. And um, best in the league at Tottenham um, with 13. Um. Yeah, we've so we've conceded more than
3: Palace, than Leeds, than Forest, than Leicester, than Brendan. We've conceded more than Brendan. Yeah, yeah. And they're having a shocking season. Many of those teams you mentioned, Darf, ones we all sat there and gone, they're going to be fighting relegation, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I guess the other one is is, yeah. is 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 Pens as well. I mean, obviously we're covering the two games here, and we we yeah. did concede the fifth fifth penalty uh, in fourteen games this season.
3: Um, but that feed that, seemed in, doesn't that feed into one of the themes that we have chatted about, which is individual basic errors? Yeah, individual mistakes. Yeah. Individual mistakes.
0: Yeah. Like, my only point about not being in a relegation zone is our, def- our defensive numbers this season, and we're going to come on to it even more, in even more depth, are absolutely relegation levels. There's no argument with that. But we've also created the second most big chances just yes. Yeah. So I think. We're about where we deserve to be. Maybe a bit lower without Alison, but maybe a bit higher if people had scored more with the big chances because we missed a lot of them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The thing I was going to do, which I just don't have time today, but I was going to run a MC on our uh, XGA and XG and see what actually how many goals we should have considered. Oh, in, yeah. Monte, in, Carlo. In Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo. So, yeah. I just haven't had have time. I might run it um, in, in the week and, and post okay. it in the chat, but because then I thought that would give us that remove random, you know, remove the random and say, right, actually, yeah. how many should we have considered? So
2: the other thing I I asked Rosie to do in in preparation for this, and he kindly did so, was just to look at um, some recently relegated teams in the Premier League, particularly the team that finished 18th in the last relegation spot. Just so we can't be accused of being full of hyperbole here about where we are with this. So Rosie, what did you find? Yes, so I went back to 1718 and up to the present day. The five teams that
0: have been relegated have been Swansea, Cardiff, Bournemouth, Fulham and Burnley. Last season. Um, Goals conceded per game. We're conceding 1.18 this season, um, 1.13 in that terrible period um, in the COVID season where we lost about five at home in a row. Um, And the relegated teams is between 1.47 for Swansea and the the worst team with Cardiff for 1.82 so we're not quite as bad as them um the xg against per game the worst was burnley at 1.71 last season um and we're at 1.33 this season um who the, the Fulham went down with 1.4 xg against per game so we're nearly at relegation
2: levels for xg again but so about we're about what we're about 20, 15 to 20% yeah. below that. Relegation yeah, levels yeah. on XG conceded. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, obviously relegated sides are going to concede a lot more shots because they've got different tactics and stuff. They range between 14 and 15 shots per game. We're conceding 10 shots a game. So it's not the shots. No. What it is, is, and we've already touched on it, the big chances. And the worst team in 18th position to get relegated was Cardiff. And they were conceding 2.42 big chances a game. We're conceding 2.82. So we are bottom of the table standard for big chances conceded. Yeah. That's how bad it is. In the season where, in, in, under COVID, so it was you've asked me to do from Boxing Day, the West Brom game, Yeah, that Fulham defeat at home, the 1-0 defeat. Yeah, I think we had two wins uh, in 13 matches. Uh, yes, we had two wins. Uh, we scored at 0. 0.73 goals a game, but we only conceded 1.8 big chances a game, so it was nowhere near as bad as this season. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So what we're saying is that 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 period was was quite good compared to current levels of performance.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we lost four one. So we lost four one at home to City, and they had five big chances. Yeah. We lost away Leicester three one. They had four, and we lost 2-0 at home to Everton. Oh my god, and they had four. The rest of them it was just one and
2: two or zero. Yeah, the, yeah. That, that that was more about the attack, wasn't it? That that period yeah. was we just couldn't, we couldn't, we just couldn't score, could we? <laughs> No, and then we were, yeah, as bad as it gets. defensively. We were mediocre defensively, but we just we were really bad defense. We couldn't score, but yeah,
0: yeah. Wow, so, <laughs> it doesn't two point eight two big chances a game this season in the league? It yeah. doesn't get any worse than this.
2: So I think fair to say, Phil, it's um, the baseline performance is is, is is almost as bad as it could possibly get.
3: I was going to say this: hope it doesn't get any worse, because you know, if you go to what three, that's yeah, uh, yeah. It uh, doesn't worth thinking about getting yeah. worse from this position. It really doesn't. All right. So um, we got um, Sai is now available. Um
2: si is now home. He's messaged us. Are you on the call, Mister B? I, I'm.
4: I've been listening the whole time. I'm back. Five minutes listening. Excellent.
2: You weren't on the naughty step, I hope. Uh, no, I was okay. just covering for a boss. Excellence, oh, absolutely helping out then. And do you want to talk about the Yankees before we start? I do not want to talk about the Yankees ever. Okay, thank you very much. Should we talk about the Jets? Screw the, screw the
4: Astros, motherfuckers.
2: <laughs> Should we talk about the Jets? They're back, baby. The Jets
4: are <laughs> good. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> way more fun than watching bloody Liverpool right now. <laughs> That's your can I, can I just with can I just quickly evidence my uh, my against what Rosie said about uh, Ali and being bottom of the league The um we are we we give up the second highest uh, xg per shot non shot xg per shot in league ah. but we concede the second fewest the second uh, lowest xg on target so ali saves ah. the uh, the second most uh, xg on target in the league and we're giving up the yeah. second most um XG, so it like without him, we yeah. would comfortably be conceding seven, eight more goals this season, yeah. and we're only eight points off bottom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're eight points off third out as well. Yeah, But that's not the point. Yeah, without Ali, well, he's not
2: stopping <laughs> third. Is yeah. He? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right.
0: I think it's fair to say we deserve to concede more, go- deserve to concede more goals this season. Yeah,
3: yeah. I do 100%. We deserve to have scored more, though. That's all. Yeah. Tell you, I I think the quarter of our chances has been good enough. I don't well, think we deserve not, to score more. Honest, I think we've,
4: been, I think we've got a, an appropriate amount of luck in front of goal. I think our process is shit.
2: Yeah. Right, so let's talk about these two specific games then, right? So let's run through these quickly because... Um, I'm going to put it to you, Bart, so that we conceded ten big chances to West Ham Forest um, without them having to do anything particularly good. Yep, it wasn't. I wouldn't. Not once in 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 those ten did they opposition say, "Oh, you have to take your hat off to them." There, they were absolutely brilliant. We some brilliant play. It was largely self-inflicted, largely bad defending
3: and basics. Right, is individual errors individual as we said this time and time again i mean the the forest goal is if they've planned to hit that ball really long that's that, that <laughs> set piece long yeah. and cut it back then fair play they've executed a set play really well but our defending from the point it goes beyond the back post is poor yeah yeah you know, we shouldn't allow a ball to get drilled across the six-yard box it just shouldn't happen yeah uh, and there's countless errors in that game Joe getting pushed off the ball, which I know Rosie's now highlighted as a, probably a fan in there. There were several other instances where people lost balls in the flight. Trent, Joe, in both games, you know. Yeah. Um, and so let's go, for, let's, let's,
2: let's go chronologically mm-hmm. so for this one. So, the, started off with um, the um, incident for the Bowen pen against West Ham. Um, needless
3: challenge. Yeah, Joe, the guy's going, I mean, the classic saying, going nowhere, but Joe's got him under control. Just stand, jock him duck yeah. him down to the line and defend defend the attempted cross it goes for a corner we clear it Yeah. So, so it was an aggressive aggressive play and yeah. just needless just a bit of a miscalculation wasn't yeah. it yeah needless I think he's trying to nick it I don't know why <laughs> he's trying to nick it there but he is and uh, gives it away Oh, uh, not gives it away fouls him and it's penalty clear penalty yeah, next one um, was the header just before half
2: time from Timo Kera from from a set play. Now I wasn't sure about this one where where any did they just get did they get the crossing between zones or was the runner was Kera not blocked off well enough by one of our blockers on there? Did you, did anybody get a look at this one?
3: I don't think the blocking was very good. Yeah, I think, uh, could
0: get both, I think it was. A, think a
3: bit of both.
0: Yeah, decent delivery, poor marking, poor blocking.
3: Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, we we don't mark, do we? <coughs> but it's still the blocking's not great, so therefore the yeah. then the defensive header wasn't great. He got I thought he got in between, yeah, the front, still front should, guy should and then the, the yeah. mid zone guy, didn't he? For sure, for sure. Yeah. It's it's just not. I mean, the, the delivery's good, right? He's put it in in between his own, but we still should have done better. Yeah, but he steers it wide. Steers it wide, yeah. Um, then the Ben Rama chance,
2: this was a bad one. Now, apologies uh, to any people who might be over the under the age of 30 on this podcast, but um, when I was younger, uh, it was a very popular children's TV double act called The Chuckle Brothers. And they used to have a catchphrase, um, to me, to you, to me, to you, to me, to you, at least all the time. And uh, <laughs> the reason I'm talking about The Chuckle Brothers, Barts is because this but ben, the Ben Rama chants reminded me, The Chuckle Brothers, Joe Gomez, Trent Alexander-Arnold, to meet you with a high ball.
3: No, and and no one took responsibility. And I I don't even... I mean, they're both not great airily, right? You know, Joe's three and five. Uh, Trent's actually got some all right recently, but he doesn't generally contest, if you know what I mean, so it doesn't show off in the stats. But it's still, as you say, take responsibility. The ball's coming in a new area. If that's the other side, I'm VVD I'm like mine, or whatever the call is, yeah. clears. It's that side. It's dropping, and Joe's like, uh oh, right, yeah." Um, doesn't doesn't deal with it, and then Trent's like, "Why, Joe? Why are you dealing with it?" And it's late, and it drops, and they get a chance. It should never ever drop like that. Just deal with it. Just deal with the ball.
2: Yeah, and so Ali saves that one from Ben Rama. Yeah, um, Rosie the Scamaca one. That's really unlucky. That's not a. That's not a big chance because it was reaching. Boys, for can it, I wasn't just it? jump in? Yeah, sorry, dude. Uh,
4: just in defence <coughs> of the boys, it was really fucking windy. Yeah. and yeah. not only that, I was pointing out last week when we played there. That it has this weird swirling wind that comes off the river, and and it was really really windy. And if you if you look back at the wide angle, you can see that that, uh, um, that Trent was originally going to head the ball, um, and the ball just swerved miles away. And then Gomez started to get engaged because it was just moving so much. And it happened a lot during the game. Klopp referenced it, and it's, I, I appreciate that Klopp whines a lot about uh, environment, but it, it was very very windy.
3: You're talking about Forest Grand or the home land field? West Ham game, yeah.
4: We're talking about West Ham (laughs) game. but, but, oh, no, but, but so, then I'll, I'll be quiet. And it was just Gomez and, and,
2: and <laughs> Genso, <so. laughs> I think it was windy. Paul was there. I, and he, it was, but not as bad as the Forest. All, all I can say was it couldn't have been that windy because brought got it down on the volley first time for a shot. It did. It, <laughs> it, did. Could, it couldn't have been that fucking windy. You missed it, another big chance, Dan. I think we need to talk about the suit check one. Because no, was, no, no, just the Skamaka header was before that one. I thought it was after. I thought That was, that was it? After. I, oh, right. I, in I was just saying Skamaka one because that wasn't really one because he, he he was he never got on, he never got in position to get on top of that, was it? It was too high for him, right?
0: No, no, it's the one where Ben Rahmard fleeces Trent. Um, and Fabinho and Henderson fail to stop Boeing getting the ball in the six yard box. He cuts it back. Suchek yeah. on the, the six yard box. Sorry, I was talking
2: about the skemaka head. Let's talk about yeah, let's talk shoots, about the check chances.
0: The, well, yeah, he he shoots and it just flicks off Milner and goes for the corner. But then Skemaka gets the header of for, for the next big chance yeah so I know but we'd conceded from a set piece in the forest game but we had two big we conceded two big chances from set pieces in do you think the schemacher one was legit though I'm not sure it's a big chance no no He's nah. high, yeah but he is tall yeah yeah But <laughs> <No, I> still <laughs> but the one like one was
2: the suit one was just an abomination of a got uh, uh, a chance to concede there wasn't it it was schoolboy
0: so many I, it just it, it kind of dribbles past Trent and then just just like knocks him off like he is a schoolboy. But then but then um Boeing just gets time in our six yard box with Fabinho and Henderson around him. And Gomez. So standing just to make an easy cutback for Suchek, who's there waiting on the edge of the six yard box just to tap it in. And he does get a shot on it. But I think it's quite <coughs> fortunate that um Milner gets the block in. Or oh, it yeah, just stop him. I don't think he knows what he's doing. You see Fab fall over as well.
3: Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm not picking up the guy, but, but he seems to fall over a bit. It just, I just really, I said, why have you fallen over there? Just, I don't know. It's just random. Yeah.
0: I've counted in eight individual hours leading to big chances in this game. Yeah. How yeah. many were
2: Joe Gomez, Brody? Four. Yeah. How can you go, uh, right? This is one of the things I want to talk about. Let's do it now. Let's do Joe now. How can you go for being so, so good against Man City to so poor against West Ham and Nottingham Forest? Si, have you got any explanation? Because I haven't. Is it is it just is it just an experience? Is he just not is he just not consistent? I have honestly, I have
0: no idea. I don't know if he's if it he was fatigue, fatigue mentally because it was such an effort against Man City. I don't know if it's concentration levels. He he it didn't look as anywhere near as physically imposing. He was misjudging balls, misjudging runners. Yeah, making bad decisions. It yeah, it's just. The, the explanation for why I
2: haven't, honestly, I. I do any 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 observations on Joe?
3: I so I would know more, but I I'm not. Hmm. That injury you had was really bad. Yeah. And to play consistently at top level, time and time again. Yeah. To come back from that type of injury, I think tough. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily physically able to do that. Yeah. But he's got to play because we haven't got any centre-halves. Yeah. Well, the physical attribute was still, like, still seems to be... No, have- no, but he doesn't... It, I'm telling you, it's about how your body feels. It's mm. about... I know this is a real... This is a metric show, but some of it is about... When you get old, you get that many <laughs> injuries. It's about, right, I've got that knock, I'll carry it, I'll carry it, i carry it, I'll carry it. And he is still... It's two, two years to go over that. He's there. He might look it, but he's not, it's not the same player. And he knows that. And he can't do it time after time after time after game. He just can't do it. I don't okay. think, anyway. I mean, Simon so might have a different view and it blow me out of the water. But I just think that need, Are you there? That's severe, I don't yep. think... I don't think he can get back to being consistently... Thoughts on Joe? Game of game. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I thought... Um, I... Um, to blow smoke up our own asses, uh, when we did the original Joe Gomez pod uh, and uh, Marty and I, we um, talked about the whole pathology of it all and then the projection of when he could potentially come back from this injury. Yeah. And we said best case scenario was this season, maybe middle of this season before you get to see anything like Joe Gomez. Right. Um, and it's also still very, very unlikely you ever get to see peak powerful Joe Gomez ever again. Yeah.
2: But you could argue we saw that against Man City, right? I don't think so. I think no, I, think, I think it was a much. Nah.
4: I I think you saw a more focused one, but right. I, I don't think you saw the physical explosiveness because the, if for the same reason you got to see the brilliance of Virgil for one game, one game only. I'm not here to slaughter Joe Gomez when Virgil's next to him and he's he's barely any better. Um, and Virgil cost us this game. It, Joe Gomez didn't. Um, and the the there were much smaller spec. Aces against City. We were much more compact. We couldn't care less about attacking against City, yeah. and we're set up to be a bottom half team counter, like two two bo- uh, blocks of four, um, and counter. And you can't do that against the rubbish teams, which is why we look less, I don't know, con- uh, less cohesive against the other two teams. But this, we've this four four two nonsense. This is this is setting up to be. Um, uh, a passive, uh, reactive team, and against City, that en- that enabled uh, our, our back four to look like a good quality West Brom back four players. Um, because what they had to do was defend, yeah. and in this game, they had 132 touches each, basically, and mm-hmm. there was much more emphasis on what they could do with the ball, which wasn't very much, um, and the defending was much more intermittent which makes it much more likely to make mistakes,
2: yeah, yeah, so as I was referencing the forest game there we're, we're on the ball that that much yeah uh, so let's just quickly finish off the um let's just quickly finish off the litany of um the big chances of uh, going through the forest game um, but then so Awanee gets two of them from from the same phase in that set play get you say the issue here was and, um, you know, the concession the original free kick—that was, you know, it was on a counter. It was a, you know, we bought. Yeah, bore, yeah. Did, did, did he take the yellow card? Doesn't he for the team that one? Yeah, it does. When it's, yeah, when it's and, like and red. I mean, we talked to other games where just do it. You know what I mean? Just yeah, take yeah. the yellow card. It takes and that. He, it does it. And then one, their centre back is over in the right wing channel, and he, yeah. he gets the loose ball. And then he just decides to leather it as hard as he can into the box, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah,
3: and, and it's and that's what I'm saying. They've, I think this is a set of play they've, they've worked on. get it in the mixer and then see what happens well yeah they put it straight over but the thing is they completely bypassed that back four like I I set up gone straight over there and then they just pinged it across really really hard and see what happens and we should be better than a side reference there a West Brom back four we should be better than that yeah All right. then there was Gibbs-White not long
2: after that was that just after that now that was our good old friend uh, negative transition wasn't it yeah
3: yeah, Uh just... <laughs> right down the middle? Right down the middle, with not exactly what we say all the time. Uh, you know, if you, can't, if you can't tackle him, whatever, just clear, take <coughs> it out. It, it's just a uh, delay the opposition so you allow your team to recover behind and gain shape, right? Yeah. We didn't do that. Just went straight and down. And then there.
2: Milner, 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 the hero this time, uh, you know, we tried what he did against Napoli when he gave away the pen, but this time he, um, he, actually, he actually gets the blocking on Gibbs-White. Uh yeah, um, does we
0: just run that one back because I thought there was a little bit of an incident in this. This this is a corner, it starts with our corner, yeah. And Dykes in the just on the edge of the six-yard block, instead of attacking it and getting ahead of on goal, it turns his head and tries to knock it down for uh Carvalho, and then they attack. But Gomez kind of makes a challenge with a one-year on the right-hand side, and then the ball deflects, and then it Gomez just turns around. And start sprinting when the ball came into an yeah hand,
3: Yeah, yeah. It and he just yeah.
0: turned his back on it. And I wonder yeah. if all right, I'll just pick that up. It was about three and seconds, he, wasn't
2: it? He was yeah. running with his back
0: to play, this yeah. is, this girl, is, And then we do there's no marking of cause we're on the kind of negative transition. Gives white just gets <coughs> a space and it's a good ball across and Milner deflects it over. But I what I didn't know what Gomez was doing.
3: But this is what I was saying about the intermittent nature of defending, yeah. yeah. You know. We used, we almost, City was, was small spaces in these two games. We almost went back to defending big spaces, which is different, yeah. right? It, it's, it's a very different game and it takes a lot out of you, uh, particularly when things aren't going, uh, in the forest game, particularly Joe's trying to play the ball within as he is trying to get things going with a, with a good vertical pass. It wasn't sticking. Do you know what I mean? They're blocking it yeah. off. So it's coming back. So yeah, I, I'm not defending Joe's, he's made an error there, but I'm just saying it feeds into what I was saying about this intimate nature stop start. It's not a controlled way of defending. Yeah. Uh and then
2: was um then there was Brennan Johnson um sixty-nine minutes, another negative transition moment. Big chance,
3: big save from Ali. Big save from Ali and, uh, and that's exactly what we've been talking about, isn't it? He, he saved uh, a, a great chance there. Was that a big chance?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, how did, how does this how, how did you see this one um being built up? Um but The Johnson one. It's, is this from a set place? I'm oh, sorry, where is he on. No. Yeah, no, this was um Kiate. Um
0: again we're caught on the break. Um, Kiate has the ball, he's being trapped by Jones, he passes it to Gibbs White, and the um, Gomez doesn't even make an attempt to block the next pass. Trent's then outpaced by Kiate on the left, um, oh, the return pass, yeah. yeah, very worrying. And in the meantime, um, Johnson is running, is about five, ten yards behind Van Dyke and gets ahead of him, yeah, the cross, yeah. and then the big chances brilliantly saved, yeah, but you also look
3: at jogging. You to look at them. It feels was like there was no no one going to the runners was there again. Yeah. I think so. You you got the same. Jones who was tracking Kiate and he stopped and he. I think he kind
0: of passed Kiate on to Trent. Yeah, so not maybe he could have then moved into the middle, but uh, but Johnson was ten yards behind Van Dyke and managed to get in front of him.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, and then um, the last one was uh, Yates. Um, um, eighty-six minutes. Um, this I thought this was almost as bad as the Suchek one. <laughs> Roadsie, <laughs> this is a bit of a omni shambles, right?
0: Uh Fab- Fabinho loses it in the middle, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. passes it to um Gibbs White, and he just plays a, a a through ball between two of our defenders, Henderson and Go- well, he- Gomez and then Henderson, but Henderson's just virtually stood still. Um Fabinho manages to get back with the running, but yeah, it just pulls away from him. And again, it's a brilliant save, but the the, the inability to close down Gibbs White after losing the ball in the middle of the pitch, neither, I think, Henderson's got to be the one going to him and then G- Gomez covers him behind, yeah. but both of them are kind of not aware of which what the other one's going to do and they both just stand there and let like, Gibbs White just play it straight through them both. Like,
2: yeah, but that that right defensive half space for us uh, at the moment oh. is like the Bermuda Triangle, isn't it? it is. Between the right back, the right centre-back and, and the defensive midfield and the, the, God yeah. almighty, it's so
3: it's much good. stuff is coming through there. It's crazy how much, you know. I mean, I sometimes do density plots and the amount of shots and areas and passes that are coming from that half space is ridiculous. And we've changed systems now to make it <laughs> shut that down. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like there should be uh, one of our sixes stood there, right? And a right back not going as far forward, yeah. just it doing the job. Yeah,
0: it was there. It's <laughs> like do something.
3: It, it's I just couldn't. Yeah, I, it's, there's a systematic error going on in our right half space that, that people are exploiting. You know, yeah. you d- let's be frank about it. They've done yeah, the stats. Absolutely. And, and actually, to change the system <clears throat> hasn't stopped them exploiting the same area. Right,
2: let's talk about solutions, right? Now, yeah. but, um one thing I did ask you to do was um, uh, I asked you to take a quick look at Newcastle. He because did. Newcastle are managed by Eddie Howe. Now, Eddie mm-hmm. Howe is a manager we have not been particularly nice to on this show over the years, but <laughs> been his incredibly naive approach to managing football games. Yeah, um, And somehow... Newcastle have got the best defensive record in the Premier League. It's not statistically the best record, but it's pretty solid in, in terms of all the underlying statistics, but <laughs> in, in terms of goal, goals conceded, it's the best record in the league. They're, they're just a shade under 1.1 1. 1 expected goals conceded per game in Stats Bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, only 10 goals conceded all season, and then they've got 20 big chances conceded, um, which, isn't, which isn't bad. But they are doing this with Eddie Howard's manager, and they are doing it with the likes Joe Willock in midfield, um, the Longstaff brothers. Um, Linton. Uh, Joel Linton, um, yeah, yeah. who was and a laughing stock, the, uh, the previous yeah. manager. Um, they've got Big Dan Byrne at left back, you know, um they've got Nick and they they just the best all I can say is they've got one outstanding midfielder and they yeah. have some they've got some really solid Premier League players, you know. So they've got Nick Pope, solid goalkeeper, yeah. Fabian Shah, good solid centre back, and so and also with um, Sven Botman as well, haven't they? So they've got yeah. some good so Trippier, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. A, a, an elite right, right back now in, in his sort of dotage years, but he's still very good. So, question to you, Bart, is right? If if mm-hmm. Eddie Howe, right, much maligned Eddie Howe can get a defensive tune out of essentially of solid, solid set of players with some misfits from previous regimes, what is he doing, right? And just as just as an example, so it was like as a case study. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so you asked me to look at it. Up, I just pulled up the Y the scale for the last 10 of last season and the, and the first 10 of this season. And I also did some analysis of the whole of last season and the first 10 of this season. And from a top-level stuff, you get some bits and bobs. They they now have a set way of pattern of play and identity, 4-3-3. They've played that 87% of the time. Their big thing from defensive point of view, their, their, their XG difference for the last 10 of last season was minus uh, 035 for this 10 of this season, they are 8.94 XG difference. So over those games, they have the um, PP, PPDA, which is a measure of or can be a measure of pressing, has decreased so they have a more intense press. Okay. Um, so that's gone from being on average um, 11 uh, passes per defensive action to eight. So that's that's quite a significant change for them. Mm. Um even though remember we commented they weren't very pressing or when we played them, but yeah. that that show that they have increased their their, their defensive actions per pass. Okay, yeah. then you Scout does. It's always like playing short bursts. Yeah, yeah, short bursts, and they are in a contained area. And I'll come onto that now because White Scout breaks it down in terms of areas. So you look at the defensive third. What are they doing differently in the defensive third compared to last ten and, and this turn they're currently? So if you look at the maps around, they are winning more defensive duels in their own third and particularly- one on one. One on one, one on one jewels, and particularly in the box and around zone fourteen. Okay, so that's stopping direct shots in the width of the goals for old school money. Yeah, yeah. so they're stopping those. Where are they losing the jewels? They're losing them out wide. They're not losing them in the centre in their own third anymore. Okay, yeah. whereas the last ten, they were losing them heavily on one side before Tri- uh, Trippier was injured back in the last season, and also heavily in the corners of the box. If you know what I mean. Not yep. doing that anymore. Now they've, bought, they've lost two, two jewels in their own eighteen-yard box in the in the first ten, last ten so like ten games. Aerially, you'd expect they've improved that. Yep. Okay, they they were losing a lot around the penalty spot. Not anymore. Okay, so what? Are they, so that's just a recap. So the one-on-one
2: jewels so they, got, they in, bought. They bought Burn. They bought Botman. So they fixed that on the problem, on the aerial side.
3: Aerial drives. so they've sorted that out. Okay, well not yep. sorted it, but they've improved it yet. Yeah. They're, they're not losing as many jewels, one on one jewels in their home turf. And particularly what they're winning the jewels is in and around zone 14 and a half spaces. So they're getting a block on a shield in front of Pope. And then they're so they, and, these, Pope. and these are these, these, these journey, sort of what journeymen midfielders like Joe Willock and uh, Sean Longstaff yeah. and, and Darrell. Yeah. Bruno as a shield as a six yeah. that's what they're doing okay yeah. and if you look at the recovery zones so where are they recovering the ball more there's not a lot of difference in midfield I have to say okay in actual fact they're recovering the ball less in midfield but to back up what I've just said in the in the defensive third they've increased their central ball recoveries by nearly 4% mm. yeah which means they're, they're now like uh, more than they're sort of more than league approaching more than league average whereas they were around league average Possession losses, they're just not losing the ball um, in the defensive third as much as they were. Midfield, again, they're not losing it as much. Forwards-wise, that has increased. But I think as Eddie Howe saying, going to your tackers, go, go and take a chance up front. You know, we've got it into final third, so go and do it. But in all other six area, six zones, so wide scope divided by nine. So you've got midfield and three in midfield, three in defense, they've reduced the amount of ball possession losses. Okay. Fouls committed. They've increased the amount of fouls to give away in, in the left back zone decreased it in the other defensive areas and they've there and midfield they've decreased the amount of uh, fouls committed. So they're reducing the chance for the opposition to put a ball in the box. Mm. So they've sort of, they've they've re, they're recovering the ball better centrally. Okay. And the same midfield and, and up top slightly more, which might be linked with the PPDA, they're losing the ball less in the defensive and middle, middle thirds, and they're giving it away more up front and they're committing less fouls, generally speaking, five out of six zones defensively, okay? Then I looked at the stats going forward and tried to give a bit of an overview of comparing the whole of last season with this, these this games just gone, and the percentage of shots conceded on target, okay? So that's the number of shots they can they concede that, uh, so if they exceed 20 shots and 10, are, 10 are on target, that's 5%, right? So what does that range look like? So typically the mean last season was around 35%, of all their shots they considered were on target, but their range went up to nearly above 60. So there were some games, and there's quite a large block that had over between 50 and 60% of their shots they were exceeding were on target. Okay. This season, the range is the other way. So the means about the same that if you look at the box plot, the bottom end goes all the way down to 10 as a range. So they've reduced the, ima- the, the percentage of shots they can see that are on target. Okay. XG difference, as we've already said, they flipped that round. So rather than it being uh, a range down to any minus two with a mean at zero, they've now got a mean just approaching two and a range that goes up to four. Uh, aerial win weight, again, we've already covered that. They've improved that. They flipped the range around again for that. PPB, PDA, you know I said about having controlled measures and having a plan to be in defensive and making, it, making your opposition play predictable. Their P P D range last season went from five to 35. Okay their PPDA range this season is five to 15 yep. with a mean of below 10. So they have a more controlled way of of aiming to get the ball back in areas they want to do. And XGA, as you would expect, has decreased. Their range is now just over two, whereas last season it was just about four. So, yeah, that's – to mind, they're working – I think they're working harder to give away less fouls. They're working harder to block to. Uh, reduce the chance of a shot being taken centrally, uh, particularly in around half places in zone fourteen, and that is shown in the PPDDA. And, and you, then they're they're playing more direct in the, the final. Do you see any similarity with yep. Eddie Howe's Bournemouth? No,
2: so he's completely reinvented himself. I as think he's manager. reinvented himself. I think there's Found some attacking
3: them. elements. I think there's some, but in terms of defensively, I don't. I don't remember Bournemouth being this disorganised defensively.
0: Everything you've just said there is kind of diametrically opposed to what we're doing. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, 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 and the sad balls, sad facts, shots,
0: right? More shots, central air, yep. losing the ball more often in his own defensive third. Um,
2: you know, losing duels, losing one on ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, look at where we're losing, it. We losing it.
0: You've got the dribble
2: pass stats. Yeah, the oh, zone fourteen
3: and the half space, You just said it. That's where we're losing it. You know. Yeah, yeah. They're not Newcastle. We're not doing that yeah i looked i looked at
2: dribble pass stats on on Ref. and um we have got uh, and when you when he took up take all players in the league um per 90 um we have got uh five regular players over 1.5 dribble pass per 90 so james milner's top just over 2 then harvey just at 1.9 john matic 1.8 fab 1.6 And cost is one point five. We've got a total of we've got total of eleven players in the thirteen players in the top one hundred and thirty most dribble plus players in the league. So we've got ten percent of the top one hundred and thirty players dribble past in the Premier League this season. Man City have got three players in the top one hundred and thirty for the dribble past, and Arsenal have got five. And do you know what's more concerning about that? That
0: the top five that we you said we've got. You've got Milner, who's been playing in defence. Um, you've got Fabinho, who's playing as a holder. Uh, you've got Matip, who's the centre-half, and Simakasas, as a left-back. It's key areas where you're getting yeah. if, if three of those players get dribble-passed... Yeah,
2: good Arsenal's pass, are all... Yeah, good yeah. Arsenal's are like Odegaard, Jesus... Um, oh, I don't suppose Party and Jacko were there. But no, but Party and Jacko are I really low. They're right on the low eight threshold, which I used as 0. 0.6 per 90, which was the cut-off point I used for the entire... For, this, for the whole league so Partey and, um, and, and Jack are at the cut-off point um, and uh, it's only uh, Rodri's at 0.9 for Man City Bernardo's there top with 1.1 and Odegaard's top for Arsenal but yeah where was, um, it was Hendo? Players worse than Hendo's just under 1.95 same as Thiago
0: yeah we've got seven players worse than Man City's worst player
3: yeah and they're all right like you said righty that you've got both full-backs and uh, a large portion of our holders yeah, yeah, so and that, got Trent, shoot, Trent Trent's Trent. just under one, All right? A so shoehorn around the defence, yeah. That shoehorn, that little even
2: Robbo's on the list, and Joe Gomez yeah. is on the list. Yeah, so it's just just crazy. The the system, um, the, the exposing the play, they're losing the jewels, and they're and they're being exposed to with the space yeah. as well. It's just the, anyway. So right, um, solutions for Liverpool. Um, so I start to bring you back in now because we've rejigged the agenda. Um, solutions to Liverpool I mean the 4 2 was meant to be a solution it's blatantly not right it's not working is it no it was meant to be a solution to the off the ball on the defensive side right yeah yeah so and so it was, it was
4: supposed to it was supposed to it, it was supposed to reduce the number of big chances we were giving away in the middle of the goal ostensibly that was the outcome we wanted
2: yeah yeah, which has fail, failed miserably. Now you could argue if we actually if we actually defended better as individuals, you might be able to make the four four two work better, right? In yeah. fact, you almost certainly would.
4: But the whole point of the four four two was was to reduce individual um, responsibility. Yes, yeah. we yeah. were the best, and we were the best in the world at making individual. Like we, the 4 through 3 the way we set up Was to empower each individual to, to make 37 decisions appropriately And the way we've condensed the game Is to make them make three choices now And some of them still can't make those Yeah
1: Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch And those must-have fan threads Well, over at our Anfield Index shop We've gone that extra mile When it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on etsy by searching for anfieldindex
4: for, for whatever reason I, I honestly at this point i'm not sure what the what the tactical switch is next to fix this thing i think we we will play like a mid-table team that might have good results against big teams yeah and we might score some set pieces that will will put us that we we might end up battering bad teams if we get a couple of a couple of uh, set piece goals, and then we kind of uh, go back to default like the the uh, unconscious way of playing that has been established over the last seven years, and then we'll skin the the opposition. Can I, can I just contextualize this? uh one of the things this season that has happened that i haven't seen it talked about anywhere but um I, I appreciate that we have pressing that nobody else does yeah right but if we just look at what fb ref and how they the, how they categorize their pressing yeah. against their own numbers year on year yeah that um the average so um basically twenty nine percent of all passers are under pressure in the Premier League over the last five years right yeah this year it's twenty three and a half across the league yeah, wow, league wide is dropped off a cliff wow, it's twenty percent down um that is interesting, yeah, that's a big deal yeah um League wide like without being able to go down into gran- granular numbers, like running is down across the league, yeah um but high intensity is uh, only down a little bit, but general running is down across the league, but definitely pressing is down right so but but here's the thing for us that up until uh who was the game before bright before brighton everton yeah, up until everton. That um, we were, we were. Twenty-six percent of our passes were still being pressed, right? right? And since Everton, twenty-one <laughs> percent of our passes are being pressed. Yeah, <laughs> teams are just backing off, letting our defenders have the ball, letting our midfielders have the ball, and going and try to beat us. Yeah, and at the same time, our dribbling numbers have dropped off a cliff. Yeah so so that we're not progressing the ball like um through our passing because they're just blocking off the 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 space that we want to get into and none of our players are dribbling yeah which creates the space so so we've created this huge new problem for ourselves
2: yeah um so you're not sure on the tactical side there so and um, where we can go next um personnel i mean obviously i think Ibrahim Konate will improve things, right? we can't we can't rely on him, right? Can we? Because he's but, but also he's not... why will he improve things? What okay. what is it that he does that the others
4: don't do that is so genius? Okay, true. Like, I'm not I'm not trying I to undermine him. him. I'm just I'm talking from a, a, an impact on the whole team. What difference? Like Joe Gomez was brilliant in one game. Virgil's been brilliant in one game. Yeah. Matip was actually probably the better. Has had consistently the better games this season. Yeah. Like, when Matip plays, we tend to be better as a team.
2: Yeah. But I don't know uh, when Matip's I'm not back. saying,
4: like, Matip over Canati. I'm just saying that, that like... Is Matip, is is Matip, Matip back relatively soon? But uh, Matip's uh, back in training next week, I think.
2: Right. But,
4: like, is 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 he the difference? Is, is it, no, I'm like, just, no, I'm just be...
2: going to say... I'm not going to say he's the difference. I'm just going to say, I think he would improve because I think he's a good one-on-one defender, Was I was going to say.
4: He is, but we. But the thing is that we've changed so that we would not reliant on one-on-one defending. That's the that's the thing that we've done. That that was our okay. massive superpower. That was that we could go forward and leave our defence one-on-one, but, like three-on-three, and we would win. And now we're not. And if we're saying we've that our right, our half, system to stop that from even happening.
2: But if we're saying that our right, we also said that our right defensive half space is like the Bermuda Triangle right now. I think he could, have, in theory, I think he could improve that. I sure. think you can make us less vulnerable in that right half space.
4: Potentially, but I think we've tactically changed so that not okay. just to negate that, but we to block off loads of spaces and we've taken away our other super weapon, um, which is the Egyptian fellow up front. And we have like I, I don't know if even his brilliance one on one will even be used because he won't be one on one because that's not how we're playing now. we're playing we're playing with a much more compact theoretically, a much more compact midfield. so he won't he won't even be left one on one. so I, so I, I I'm not even sure we play we'll be playing to his strengths if that makes sense. Mm. like if if he came back in and we started to play how we typically did last season and for the previous six years, like of course because that's what he was bought for. He was bought to be the other guy with Virgil and leave those two alone and they they'll count they you know they they can counteract anything. But that's we've totally gone away
2: from that now. Well the mad thing was that you said that um, the Forest games crying out for 433. Absolutely begging for it.
4: And not, literally, I'm I'm in a group with a bunch of uh, of Premier League coaches that get paid a lot of money to do this thing. And they were they were pulling not Liverpool, not one Liverpool fan, but they all, they have an awful lot of respect for Liverpool. Begrudging in some of their cases. And and they were like absolutely baffled by our tactical setup against them. What what Forrest does is not sophisticated and it's not a secret. And they're like, you, you, you are not using two zones of the pitch. Yeah, like they they put they put nine men in nine men in a box, and we just tried to play through the box. Yeah, it was absolutely bizarre. Our four, if you are going to go four four two, you've got to then double bank either side and go use the, the use the wide zones of the pitch. And we actually played a four four two with a we basically played four two two two. And the, the two wide players took right in, made a box and actually 4 2, two one, one and just never bothered to give it to Salah at all. It was just, I don't understand what we're doing, how we ended up getting through a whole game without just, without Klopp putting somebody on a touchline and going, do not move out of this zone. Yeah. We played straight into their strengths, didn't we, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. we played it straight into it. We are so dumb, and it blows my mind. It's I find it's incredibly frustrating to watch. We keep repeating this, th- <laughs> the thing that the opposition want us to do, and there's no problem solving going on on the pitch well, or off the pitch.
2: But there, there's there's a, there's a, there's a possible solution, isn't it?
3: Better in game management, better better
2: better choices, better problem yeah. solving.
3: Then how do you yeah. do that, Darf? Because you can't change the personnel.
2: No, no. That. I mean, he could have easily he could have easily put Salah to the right right wing, couldn't he? And and Carvalho left wing, right?
3: Yeah. And Bobby said to fold in a false nine. But you've still got to rely on your midfielders to get the ball. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know and what I'm saying? I, I, no, I completely... but we had eighty what eighty two percent possession. Yeah, yeah, but it was just as I said, they condensed the middle areas. Hey, but we couldn't no, get the ball we, through. We kept the ball, we kept moving left and right, left and right, But we right could have, left, have moved right, it. it.
2: We could have, we could have used, the, I think what Sai's saying there, there. It quicker we, the we, no, no, we could have moved it quicker. No, we could have widened the pitch and used the, the width of the pitch more, a lot more yeah, than we did. But it doesn't matter if you don't move
3: the ball quick enough. If you still did, insist on going through your middle <clears> two and out the other, other side, means I'll shuffle across. So, si, do you think that if we'd have changed, if we'd have gone, say, for example,
2: 4-3-3 with Sal on the right, do you think we would have been able to get the ball to them in this game? I think we're better at
4: it. I think, look like, yeah. just unconsciously, we're better at this that at that structure because we're we've played it for so long. Um, so we're not only trying to outthink the opposition, but we're constantly outthinking ourselves. And by outthinking ourselves, we're we're also setting up. I think we've we seem to have gone right. This is our new way of playing. I don't care if it doesn't suit the opposition in the long term, we need to rehearse this thing and we're going to be good enough against this opposition for now. Yeah, And it makes very, very, very little sense to me. We, you have to switch possession. If you're going to play a uh, play against a, a deep box like that. And it, it just wasn't remotely enough. Like, we we talked about a lack of switching the pr- last week and then the previous week beyond that and then we were nine we we had nine switches fewer this week than on than last week and we had 230 passes more so like the percentage of of our passes out wide is like you can't pass out wide if nobody stood there to to receive the pass yeah. so
0: we need more width more switches
4: more weeks, yeah. more switches, and you know, when people talk about increase the tempo, like yeah. the biggest thing you can do if you watch the great any of the great sides, if you watch, watch um, City now, if well, you watch, yours? I remember as a well, kid, just, we, yeah, you play, Watching, we play with the um, tempo, the um, uh, Italian TV, uh, the Italian Spanish, um, Italian what was it called? What was the, the forty show called? Italian, yeah.
2: Yeah. Is that's yeah. football Italia? Is that's yeah, exactly. Um,
4: so. Um, the, they used to talk about uh, Real Madrid, um, AC Milan, up in the tempo and controlling the tempo of games, and they'll go slow, 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 fast, and they don't run faster. They just have fewer touches in possession. So, the, so they'll go from two, three, four, five touches every time the player receives the ball. He'll change the ball, change the angle of the ball. He'll move his body around. He'll, he'll re- reorientate himself against the defender, whatever. And then the fast tempo is there'll be four single touch possessions, and they'll be through. And we, if you just watch, uh, we we're so ponderous in in. And Henderson was just coming coming deep, picking the ball up, having three touches, and then laying the ball off three feet. And and I'm not picking on that. I just I shouldn't have said Henderson. because
0: Elliot was doing it. I Elliot mean, yeah. was doing it. They were all doing it. They were
4: doing Was doing it. Step, they were position. all doing it. Yeah, Sterile. Yeah. It's, it's And that's on. what that's what we miss with Thiago. That's how he sets a tempo. He'll yeah. reverse the ball. Yeah. Like with one touch, and it will go in the opposite direction of, of the defense are uh, shifting. The defense is shifting this way. And he goes, Right. This is the thing we've been trying to do with this possession. And with one touch, he'll be looking far side and he'll just reverse the ball at some absurd angle and it will go into Robbo the opposite direction. And it makes all of the defense mm. like reorientate and change, feet, yeah. change position and start to move the other way. And if you can do that, you create gaps. Yeah. And like we were just not even attempting to do any of this stuff. It was so rudimentary. Well, at, at our peaks, you are absolutely spot on. It used to be three or four one-touch possessions to break teams down. Yeah, yeah. And so, so if you look at this, this the seven ways we create, um, mm. we we score from from that that Phillips season where we were shitty and terrible. That what have we got going right now? Our biggest way of scoring is gone. Is <laughs> just literally been taken off the table. We yeah, don't you. press anymore by design. Yeah. We don't yeah. press. It's a choice. So our biggest way of scoring goals has been taken away.
2: Yeah, the only way we were scoring on the weekend was set plays. and we didn't, set, in set place. And that, so we were number four of the seven, we and nothing play. else. We are a set play team. We are Sam Allardyce. Yeah,
4: and it, it does, but we aren't that bad. Our players aren't that bad. It doesn't make sense that we've we've reduced ourselves to this.
3: We were crossing the ball a bit at the weekend at Forest as well, right? But we didn't have not Darwin on the pitch. No, it's like. Uh, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I wonder whether Darwin playing this one and not in midweek would have been better. But you know, yeah, that's that's, so, that's scoreboard too.
2: So Bart, so have you got any um, solutions to Liverpool? Obviously, we've we've, we've got better choices um, from say individual defending, winning duels one on one. Um, what are, any any other potential ways out of this for
0: yeah, stretching the pitch? Stretching left. the
3: pitch one time, quicken your play out as we said. We've got to find a way of doing that without Thiago in the in the side. But mm. as I said, Thiago is that that key maker. He will always do that. So others need to do that and need to be less. We need to be less ponderous. I whatever system you want to play, we have to go back to our principles, and that is that we that quick tempo. We want it. We control cut out the individual errors. I don't know how many times you can say that. We've got to do that. We've got to start doing that. Um, whether that's through managing players, I don't know. So they're better concentrated. Um, yeah. And that just, unfortunately we, we've got what, eight players out, eight first team players out.
2: Yeah. Well, let's do we, the injuries now. Sigh's back. We were going to do injuries first, right? Let's do injuries slash fatigue slash condition of the squad. So Sigh, it's not a good place with injuries right now, and it it's in fact we've been we've been we've been behind the eight ball all season, haven't we? With injuries, and we've never got out of there. Really,
4: it's it's less than ideal for sure. But if we just underline what what uh, Bart's was saying and and what I was saying before, that all of those things you you're saying are um, counter to the to what we need what we do now to to get us out of this. So uh, moving the moving the ball faster, better switches, yeah. Um, like making better choices, reducing yeah. individual errors, the commonality between all of those things is confidence.
2: Yeah. But we just beat City. You think we'd have it?
4: But they know why we beat City. So yeah. I, I bang on about this all the time in coaching and right. with coaching kids. It's not about telling somebody they did well. Right. It's all about context. They know they did City because of this, Of they became a bottom half team but they
2: also it's ran 119k. Quality. You you said they we said we ran 119k which is old school, right?
4: Which is but that but yeah, it's old school but it's also it's also how uh, uh, Burnley would do it. Right. Yeah? Yeah. And it's not it's not the Liverpool way. It's no. it's that's one part of the Liverpool way, but they didn't impose themselves by pressing, which is the Liverpool way.
0: No. Not high pressing. It was it was a medium block. Yeah. It?
4: Yeah it was, it was, it was they, they they did they did what I But We were anyway. intense though right so, so, we so it's confidence is such a big deal. Yeah. And I don't know how you win that back. No. Um so but yeah we we currently have from a, from an injury perspective um we are we are running at uh, 8.3 injuries per game. Um which is a, we had 6.77 for the for the terrible season where we set the record. Jesus. So we have more injuries. This, we've, we've at a level beyond that, at no, at no time did have we under Klopp, ever had two players leave the pitch um, in the first half injured, and we've had that this season. We've had five different occasions where players have had to be subbed off because they've got injuries which make them miss um, consecutive games following. That, like this, is even. This is this is uh like an amplified version of what we went through before. But we had a big player missing in Virgil, so everyone knew about it, and then a couple more of the same the same position on the pitch, so it felt like more. But this, right. we've got a lot of injuries in in this squad right now. Yeah, and and then most play and
2: then most. In so if you ranked all our players in terms of quality. Um, from top to bottom, a lot of injured players, nearly all the injured players are are above halfway in that list, aren't they? Yeah. That's a problem.
4: And, and, people need to remember, so this is not us excusing Liverpool. These are just facts. These are context of the season. Yeah. We have the most injuries ever in, uh, in game week 13 that's ever happened in the Premier League. Yeah. And, we're in the in the most condensed period. We're in the most condensed six weeks of Premier League history. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, obviously, without the ability to rotate because you haven't got enough players,
4: the fatigue and bills. So. Yeah, yeah. They're all injured, so you have to reduce the amount of running they do in a game. You had the most intense game. Last week against uh, to beat City, and then they had to play again three days, two and a half days later. Yeah, and 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 then they had to play again two and a half days later. So
2: it was five changes for West Ham with another five for um, Forest. Obviously, Diogo got injured against City. um, And then Darwin. Um, Was it a precaution or an actual injury? Do we know? Right.
4: If he can't play because because it hurts and it will,
2: it Muscle. will ruin a season. Thinking?
4: It's still a missed game for injury. Muscle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. hamstring, yeah. Hamstring, right, okay. And that then worries, you- me. That worries me tremendously. Stuff I've heard today really greatly worries me for the season. Go on then. Can you divulge any of this? Uh, you, with the stuff I sent you that none of you reacted to earlier. Yeah, uh, I, don't no, to no, I just wanted to wait uh, for you to
2: talk about it, if you can on the pod, if not. I don't know how to interpret it, say. So. Yeah. Well,
4: without without naming names the sport the, the the let's say the strength and conditioning department like somebody mentioned today um that liverpool need a new new doctor head of um a new head doctor because that's why they've got injuries it's nothing to do with the doctor it was ian Doyle, wasn't it yeah Nothing to do with the doctor. He's got no, the doctor plays no role in training at all. He, he might like they're not even generally full time. Um, they're there to treat people that are ill or that have a significant injury, so they don't play roles day to day. The people that do are the sports scientists, the physios, and the strength and conditioning coaches. They Liverpool don't have a structured strength and conditioning policy. They just basically they don't even believe in their players lifting weights together. So that's why you have Mo, who is jacked. That's why it seems that you have Arthur going off and getting his own strength coaches because we don't do it systematically. Is this, is, well, an, is this well, an
2: anomaly amongst top professionals
4: in players? the modern football? This is absolutely an, an anomaly. What we, how I would sell strength and conditioning is my job is to make you sh- as strong as you can possibly be to to fulfil the. F- physiological demands of your game, of whatever sport it is you're going to play, and um, to make you strong enough so you're available for the most technical training that you can be, because that's going to make you a better footballer or a better tennis player or a better swimmer, whatever. And we don't have uh, a programme that underpins the physical elements of our game. And it it, it blows my mind. For context, have we had that before? when Clock came in, we fully had it, um, and then the, it's come and gone. It seems. So that's why
2: you slowly reduced it to the point where we haven't got it?
4: Yeah, any. the people that are in power now um, don't believe in it. It's a different philosophy. So, what, what what is
2: our focus then? If it's not strength and conditioning, is it cardio?
4: Uh, it's fitness. So, so it's football fitness. It's we right. we've become a Mourinho-driven di- team.
2: So running, basically.
4: Yeah. Yeah, um, but, but yeah. From a layman's terms, it would be it will be more running stuff. Yeah, it'll be lighter players that run that that can that have a low metabolic cost to them moving them around the pitch. So obviously, uh, a consequence of not having your peak
0: level of strength as an individual to execute your um, technical abilities on the pitch, the consequence is that, that you might have more injuries.
2: Yeah, exactly it's exactly. exactly that you're less
4: robust somebody so if somebody yeah. whacks you you have less um resistance to that to being whacked but also you have less capability to produce force which is strength so whenever so if you jump you you were you were using a higher percentage of your maximum yeah and, and then, so, so that you're more prone to fatigue because you're basically revving at three thousand three and a half thousand revs when you only have a capacity of four thousand revs if you increase that capacity to five thousand revs you're working at sixty percent capacity and you can do that more often
0: yeah and also if we've had we had the terrible injury season in covid we've had a terrible injury season this season and if the strength and condition has been reduced but in between that, we have last season where we had one of our best ever seasons in terms of injuries. Do you think, one, that we were fortunate last season? Two, that they've kind of been conned by last season. So they thought the last season was a, it kind of justified Beatable. this. It kind mm. of justified this approach.
4: May- maybe I was conned by last season. <laughs> i nice. think we all were, we all were no, no right. i was conned by our our backroom staff i believed that we had the most integrated holistic um top-down sports science integrated approach in the in the world and and it and i couldn't have been more wrong
3: Yorkshire also if you're not if you're not trained well, enough to get that's the that's power true. right you can't do the high pressing can you repeatedly mm, yeah exactly so so you've got a capacity to do
4: any it. so uh, pressing requires acceleration yeah. rapid acceleration and rapid deceleration and yeah. they have a really high high metabolic cost
2: so one thing so, i do understand basically from from my cycling fans is power to weight ratio so si. are you yeah. saying that our power to weight ratio will always be low now because of our the way we train our players
4: yeah their idea is to get no their idea is to is to I don't even know if it's a joined up idea that's part of the problem right but old school thinking in in footballers is keep them light that that the, then there'll be a, a lower energy demand for them to get around a pitch they'll get less likely to get tired if you're if you're carrying a small bag than if you've if you're a bit you've got a big bag yeah <clears throat> right but here's the flaw in the philosophy if you're not carrying a bag at all, if you just got, if you're just a bigger person, you're not carrying anything because all of it is active. It actually helps you get around the pitch.
3: Yeah, you're more efficient in doing so. Yeah, as well. we don't have fatties. No. So yeah, we it's, it's, don't have fitters anymore you,
4: either. <laughs> oh, if you if you look at if you look at how the Premier League has developed over the last twenty years like there have been uh, waves of of, uh, one or two teams changed and then everyone else did something to catch up. And there's been a couple of big demographic evolutions and Wenger brought the first demographic evolution with um, uh, a couple of big, huge six foot um, African origin players that had power and could get around the pitch in this way. And then everybody tried to copy them because it was impossible to compete with. And, we very much were at the vanguard of one of those. Um, five years ago, we had we we threw in bigger lads. Klopp used to talk about the size, yeah. And our and our team are gradually getting smaller again. And yeah. even if you, you you hear things leaked about Joe Gomez being too big and Trent is too big now, and that's not the reason they're not good players. It's all the the. But
0: it's not the it's not the frame, it's not the muscular frame that's making them play bad. No, 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 no
4: ah. not at all. It's an advantage.
2: So, so this is what we're talking about. Newcastle is one of the things that struck me watching on the eye the Newcastle game in the season was how big how, they are, how, 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 how physical are. and how strong yeah. they were in the one on ones with us, and um, yeah, we just we we just looked small and and, and quite weak almost in comparison. Yeah, that well, looks feeble. Paul, yeah.
1: Paul
0: tracks the heights of teams and. Uh, Newcastle and Spurs are Spurs are off the scale, but
2: Newcastle and Spurs are the two tallest sides in yeah. terms of. Yeah. So is this? Um, so is this um, mini Klopp Schlumberg? Is it him? Is it his strategy?
4: Um, I I'm not sure if anyone's got a specific total power over Klopp, but some people have more influence than others.
2: Because the, the Simon um, Simon Hughes one definitely talked about schlumberg has got a lot of influence in terms of the preeminent you know he said that, that, i think he said there was um a lot of tension should we say between two departments i think it was physios and medics I think yeah yeah yeah
4: yeah, yeah. that's because if you if you're looking from the outside in and you don't actually understand what you're talking right, about right right, you, right, right. You, you go you go fitness and medicine
2: <laughs> yeah right okay but it's not that anyway but so it's, but there are different schools of sports science you've always said this anyway there's no there's no single right answer yeah no yeah.
4: and but there is a difference between sports science and fitness
2: yeah yeah.
4: Being okay. a fitness trainer is not being a sports scientist. Yeah. Okay. Does this not
3: sound like the fact... I, I know we talk, we over-egg certain roles, but Edward seems to have a pretty key role in keeping it all together. And now he's not here. Yeah, Things are not working. And the teams aren't talking. The teams yeah, aren't
2: that's in, one of, in terms of his remit as director of football, maybe that's one of the underlooked
3: um, aspects. Because Ward hasn't got that remit, has he? Ward's just... Well, it, in
2: theory, he's got the same. In theory, he's got the same. So I thought he had uh, a lesser role. Well, the you know, theory he's got the same departments um, structure, you know, all the yeah. same departments report into him. So, um, but mate, but, you know. but
4: if you have, if you have, if you're making a movie, right, and you've got um, like a, a first time director, and he is directing Brad Pitt and George Clooney, and uh, they come to you and go, uh, "I'm not quite sure about these lines," the director just goes, "Okay," like. You can't, I don't think you can over-emphasise the power shift that's yeah, occurred at Liverpool. Massive. There's no way in the world Ward
3: is Klopp's boss. Yeah. There's, there's no way Ward's going to Klopp and saying, I think we should sign Mo Salah. No. He ain't doing that. He's saying, I've got another Portuguese guy who looks really good. I know he's played against you. I've we signed him. Stephanie, yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, just I don't, there's no way this is the dynamic and, change that's the
4: dynamic is very much changed. Okay. And within, not, the, within not, the backroom staff, staff, from the medical perspective, the backrooms, the, the backroom staff has changed four or five times significantly. Mm. Under clock, yeah.
2: yeah, Right. So, we talked about injuries, um, we mentioned, um, Darwin. The other absentee for Forest was was Tiago, but that wasn't an injury. That was just an ear infection. Yeah,
4: yeah. By all accounts, he'll be back tomorrow.
2: Yeah, fine. So that's just antibiotics clear up, right? Fine. Now, one thing that you did put in our under pressure chat before Forest game, even before the lineups were announced, was you were really concerned about the state of the fatigue index side. Do you want to tell us why? Um, yeah. You you saying I wasn't? No you said, no. you were saying you were you were concerned about yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm even going into can't not be
4: with this with this the the number of games that we have and and you can't mitigate the load across fewer number of players just because there are so many games you've got two and a half days there's no way to to um unplay those games yeah um and you just really have to get the loading right in the in um the starting eleven particularly that's why Hendo didn't play, right we currently have um. So I'll I'll share this in Discord whatever, but um we the fatigue index is that you have to have a a less than thirty percent increase week on week basically across your your monthly average of of minutes played, and um so this week you're obviously going to get Curtis Jones is going to be high because he hasn't played at all, so he's going to be off the charts, but um even Harvey is is double. And it needs to be less than 1.3. Moe's is 1.7. Bobby's is 1.7. Fab's is 1.5. Hendo's is 1.3. But we also have an added layer to this. In our midfield, in particular, they have a, uh, a chronic load threshold above which they have been injured repeatedly in the last five years. Yeah. And Fab, Hendo, Milner and Joe Gomez are all significantly above their
2: levels. Yeah, so they're all big injury risks, those four players. Big injury risks. You
0: also say that Henderson, even when he gets to 1.3, has got like a tipping point where anything above
4: that, he usually gets injured, doesn't he? Anything above 108 minutes a week, yeah.
2: Yeah, and that's that's the reason why he didn't start against Forest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Because they know this. I've literally had conversations with them about it. Um yeah, it's insane. And 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 I think it's happened seventeen times. It's it's a lot. Yeah. You guys have seen the graph.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's what's more worrying to me is that you've just highlighted that
4: you know, and Salah are also way above theirs. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, can't imagine losing them too as well. Yeah. That's, but but theirs is above their chronic load. Uh, they're, they're, so theirs is a fatigue index issue. But neither of those two are generally susceptible to injury. They're not big yeah. injury
2: risks. No. Although he, Mo Mo might as well Mo looked like he was carrying an injury to me on the weekends. He was that ineffective. Too.
4: Oh, I just thought he was that ineffective because he was he was stood amongst four <coughs> four fellas yeah. who and he had four fellas between him and the ball all the time yeah. as well. So it's he, it's impossible to actually get the ball or do yeah. anything with it when the ball's lumped up to your head. Uh, from forty yards away, it, it just so, the most bizarre way of playing. So,
2: game. so we talked about the injuries, the squad stretch, the condition. Of the squad is bad as well because of the um the the, the the schedule and then the and then and then the load on the players. There's a lot of injuries. The only good news we have, sight is that we have a number of players back in training. I guess, um, obviously we have Nabi Kater back in training, Ibrahim Kanati back in training. but it was another one as well. Who was the other one? Help me out, guys. Well, obviously not joining.
0: Oh, well, we had we had Ox player the other day. For Ox came
2: back in. Yeah, Jones came back and Jones came. I'm sure there was another one. I thought it was Ramsey. Ramsey building his squad. Oh, was it it Ramsey, is it Ramsey? Is it? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's played second tw- uh, academy games. No, right. Okay, I thought there was another first teamer there as well as as well as Canarte. And no Ramsey's
4: Kater. down to the 20s. He's fitting up twenty from twenty ones now?
3: Yeah. Matip, you said Matip, saying? or maybe Matip.
4: Matip maybe. Matip's in. Uh, I think he should be back after Ajax to training, but we, which Ajax begins six games in eighteen days. Yeah. yeah, same
2: shit again.
4: Well, it's actually a slightly more intense, but yeah, same yeah. shit again. Oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus yeah, but... Christ, we had that five day, didn't we? At the first part of this period, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was Did yeah, you a Klopp
2: said after Forest, he said, uh, "Yeah." And then Desclée said, "We're next to Amsterdam," and he says, uh, "Yeah, but that's five days away. It's be like a holiday." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, obviously, boys. If 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 it is such a an <laughs> period and people are getting rested, there are no days to work on anything, are there?
4: No, no God, there's nah. no
0: days to work on no,
4: anything. That's training. why it even makes makes less sense to me that we change formation. I agree with
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's finish off covering by the thing that's saddened you the most, Say, si, I think, other than the, the the Yankees, of course. Um, is that, that the identity crisis that you know, seven years playing four three three, buying players for a four three three, perfecting the four three three, all age group levels throughout the club playing four three three to prepare the players for the first team. And it's now we're now four four two. We're now Roy Hodgson. Two banks of four. Um what? How did it come to this? site?
4: it's it's all it's all about trying. Is that age-old Rafa using the blanket to cover a bed that's too big thing? Yeah, and our blanket is getting smaller, and so he's so instead of changing the blanket, he just has to move it around even more and and try to make the bed smaller somehow. That's basically what what he's trying to do right now because our, our lads can't can't get get around the bed. Um, <laughs> the 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 crazy thing is that it's not just about sh- it's not just about formation. It's about it's about an identity. It's about how we play. It's about how each individual fulfills the role on the pitch. If we get kids come up from the under twenty ones, they've been doing a thing for their whole lives, and they'll come into our team and go, "Nope, don't do that." Yeah, it makes no sense, and. I can only see it's Dave. I would quite like an actual conversation with with Dave and Sam Maguire because they're both they both fancy this thing. I, I don't know why, and they defend it and say that we have so many players that are suited to this thing. And I, I just what 4, 2, 3, I think, one I don't get it. And and I, what do you think? Who do you think is actually suited to this? There's a difference between suited and well-rehearsed, and previously did it a number of years ago. So I would
0: say, right, if you've got... Because we were talking about getting Salah Central, and this has kind of enabled that to an extent, um, so that that's fine. And then if you had Diaz stretching the play on the left... Um, but then who would be stretching the play on the right? Jota. He doesn't stretch play on the left, though. He doesn't. He plays inside oh, all the time. I think I think he does it more than Elio Carvalho. Um, but, yeah, I'm, again, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just trying to think of players in these positions. I think maybe Fabinho in a holder with another with a double pivot might suit it. But, again, because that's what he did before he got to us. But, again, he did it so well as a single with two ahead of him. Yeah. Um, then it it doesn't quite make sense. Again, yeah, I d- I don't know. I I tend to think that this four four two might be a um like a plaster based on the fact that we didn't have many other options until the World Cup. So just something to cover the injury crisis. I'm not saying it is, and and I'll be disappointed if Klopp Co- carries on with something like this when we have a. Fitter,
4: well more players available I um, but yeah. I, I, I don't I know the answer is, to that there's potentially that but could ask one thing why wouldn't you change it like if you're going to create a system to get four attackers in which I'm all on board with if you think that's what we need why would you continue with it when those four attackers
3: aren't available anymore
4: I agree I
0: agree with
3: you I agree with that, with I I agree with that agree in particular for the forest game I agree I don't. I, the thing is, it's, the thing I don't like about this four four two is it's so basic. As I said, there's no depth in it. There's no like if it was like a I don't know four two three one whatever you want to call it. Well, numbers are kind of irrelevant, but it's just so flat. It's two lines of four. Which and game
0: you we were saying with the there was the interchange in there going
3: on? Upstairs. Yeah, that was earlier on. That was Rangers, though, wasn't it? And maybe yeah. that's the reason it was. It was a yeah, an opposition yeah. that allowed us to do that. But in the games where the opposition haven't allowed us to do that, we end up playing two banks of four. If you and remember, it was so I think boring. We get all of worried field. about the Rangers game. About
4: uh, yeah, I, did, I was so worried sprung. about Bournemouth. I was worried about Rangers that we would just get hard about battering a terrible team that suited us, and we would we would make uninformed decisions on this one game. And I think that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. I think now Mo Salah as a centre-forward is is absurd. Maybe. I, I'm not so sure about that. I'm think I i not sure, but yeah.
2: Well,
3: in a game where you can't counter-attack it's it's... it's yeah, yeah. It's, you've taken it out, aren't you? If, you? if you're going to play counter ticket football, fine. Mark down the middle works, but otherwise... But not. It's not
4: even down the middle. You can't have him this high up the pitch. You can't have him this far away from everybody else. He doesn't have support to him against He, in, in Forrest, as, as he as said, had zero side. meters of progressive passing.
2: We're just trying to recreate the Carlos Caro environment for him.
4: <laughs> oh God! It really is, we, that's exactly we, what it was like. He must. He, he must have been absolutely livid against against Forest.
0: Yeah.
4: Are we in agreement
0: that we think Klopp's got a lot of has had a lot of model thinking in the last six weeks?
3: I think he's had model thinking since the end of last season.
0: That he the that hasn't got the clarity. I'm not sure about that because I I, I I think
3: I, I think don't think he's I don't think he's had a, come on, really as any game this season made sense to you any game no no we've said we've had right. questions so all we've, season said, we've had questions all season so really for me the thinking hasn't been clear from the start of the season which goes back then to pre season well actually not apart from the charity shields Sorry. yeah but last. that's <laughs> All right, charity shield, but as we, we, did, thought, we, we, we thought it was going
2: to be Bosch continuation, here we go. sure, whereas it turns out it was the last
3: dance.
4: Is, so is there a surprise that all our players look like they have no clarity of thought? Yeah, not at all.
3: Yeah. When you break it down to that, no, it doesn't. And you sort of actually us doing the old thing, the thing that won us the title in a less physical way is probably still better than what we're trying to do now. Because players know what they're going to do in these positions. I, I, my 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 um my
2: biggest concern still is 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 even more than the tactics, it's just the physical condition, of the squad. I just don't know what has happened to the physical capacity of the players. Um, yeah, that and, is
0: explaining has isn't it?
2: Yeah, um, you've we, also got old in front of your eyes. Yeah, but we 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 showed that we can still run 119k, and we can't, and, and, we can't and, do the sprints. Against, against against City, and 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 um. But,
4: but Darth, you tomorrow could go and run a marathon. It wouldn't be very fast, but you could finish on a day. But then you wouldn't be able to walk for a month.
3: (laughs) It's the recovery. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. It's the
2: physical condition. So we can't do it repeatedly anymore. And so Um, what has happened to these players? Now, and the thing is, and it's not just the older players. I'm picking, because Fabinho is only 28 right? Trent is only 24 and Trent looks the one who's the mean, the most physically affected of all of them. I just don't know.
3: I don't know how Uh, to explain. uh, him. That's a fair point with Trent. I mean, we have touched upon even in the last season that Klopp does run his midfield players ragged. They don't have a long life expectancy. Yeah. So Fab being the way he is doesn't surprise me. Okay. That might be a shock to you all, but he's been with us for four years, four or five years He's done a hell of a lot more miles than any other midfielder in his position, probably. You know um, that doesn't surprise me. That he looks ragged. Trent, yeah, I right, get you. That that's that's I am surprised by his lack of conditioning and, and his game overall. I don't understand. Like, but Rob, um, like, Rosie said, he got outpaced against. Yeah, the first he did. Game. and that and that's what I don't. It's like there's a lot of things going on with Trent at the moment. Clearly, right? Yeah, you know, if anything he does is in the media, and that's gonna that's gonna affect him, but. Previously, he just didn't seem didn't seem to affect him. He didn't bother him. that He wasn't get picked for England. Do you know what I mean? He just came in and did no, his it job. No, he did and definitely played. bothered him that he
4: didn't get no, picked for England. But he had the differences that other players around him they they afforded in time to take a breath, and and now yeah. he doesn't have that because everybody else is shite.
3: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like, so like... all
4: of these layers of everything are. They they're just so interwoven and, and there's none of it is upside. With Trent, if you think of the change in roles this year, he's he basically was the only one that had an expanded role physically. Everybody else has got smaller. Produce. Yeah. And Trent's got it go running up and down in a straight line, there is less distance to cover than coming coming
2: in 30 yards and out and up and down. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the question is for me uh, can that come back, say? Can the physical capacity and the physical conditioning come back? I mean, you know, I said to you in the chat the other day, is it possible that the the, the squad is actually improved after the World Cup and you, no, said, you, not, you said not this season, not this season.
4: No. I uh, I I think I think there is a possibility we could find some kind of uh high intensity form after uh after Christmas as because weirdly un, unlike most seasons games become less frequent uh in the second half of the season, so there is there is that possibility alongside there has to be like the older players
2: have to stop playing I agree with that
4: just' and, it- and those younger players have
2: better legs and 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 then we get more injured players back as well,
3: yeah yeah, they they have to be managed right.
4: Sure. This is a little
0: counterpoint, boys. In our last four four games, we've had five big chances, five big chances, three big chances, and four. So that's seventeen. That's an average of four, more than four per game. Set piece, set piece, set no, P. No, no, not in all those games, eh? No, not in all those games. We had we had four big chances against Man City from open play. We had four against Rangers. We had two against West Ham, and we only had one against um, Forest. But what I'm saying is, we've only scored three of those. You know, the seven were scored against Rangers. Not a lot of them were big chances. Three. No, them, a big a big chance conversion well,
4: is going to go up because it's been yeah. shit. Yeah, That's, I'm just saying there, there are certain counterpoints to that. Our... But isn't it? Isn't there a caveat in that? In that, if the if you if you add the context of those games, Rangers are shit and play in a way that we. <coughs> should absolutely but so were Forrest and they beat us. Yeah, and but they're not. No, they're not. Yeah, they're not they're they're that bad. They're They've not in all... the Premier League level of shit. Um, and We've Forest did City. things to beat us. Rangers did the things that we like to play against. Um, and Man City are the, new, the Man City were there that we could counter at, counter on. They give us the opportunity to counter. I think, up, I think is the point exact is valid. same point no, We will Rangers score. Did.
2: We will start to score more. There's within the chances we get. There's no question about that. I think. See, I, the I, don't, I don't. I don't. Team is diabolical.
0: That, Sorry, that, what should, that should it should it should be it should be around about eight. Now I'm not yeah. now it, all I'm saying is there's certain game state factors as well. Whereas if if like what I was saying earlier, if we're a couple of set pieces so Virgil scores ahead of, or Carvalho scores a big chance against Forest and they might capitulate and then we run up five or six. Yeah. So there's yeah. certain game state issues. As we talked about in the first six games of the season, that we kept conceding the first. I mean, one well. yeah,
2: God, I mean, I mean, we've gone on for ages now, but the, God, the decision making against Forest, oh, oh my God, Dickliff.
0: So, the, so if there's a slight game state switch in our favour, if yeah. there's a, an in,
2: improvement in their injuries, if we go back to, oh, the and, form- but you say that, Rosie, though, but we were one 0 up against West Ham and conceded five big chances. Absolutely, so. I agree with that.
0: But anyway. that, that wasn't that. I don't think that was systematic. I thought that was absolutely
2: yep, just bad defending. No, right. Yeah. yeah, we agree on that. Um, right, boys, to finish off, any other business?
0: No, can we talk about cricket
2: again? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm,
4: sure. I'm more depressed now than I was at the weekend. And I, 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 I lost to forest <laughs> twice last week.
3: Yeah, you must be last bad, <laughs> mate.
4: Fucking hate Forrest.
2: <laughs> Derby boy. <laughs>
4: No, it's it's got nothing to do with Derby. I hate Derby too. But but Forest, Forest been in opposition when when I was a kid.
3: Yeah, that. Cluffy's Forest. Exactly. Babs, anything for me? No, I I just I'd love to be able to offer a, a crumb of comfort, but there isn't any. Oh, savage. That's savage. right? Yeah,
4: What? pick one thing. So we, we, I think it's a good thing to do. One thing that we can realistically
2: project
4: is going to change in a positive way. Darth.
2: Um, we don't concede another penalty before the World Cup. Nice. Big chance
3: conversion rate. The reduction of giving away big chances the other way around. Wow, there's a there. That's optimistic.
0: I think that's the biggest one, Phil. I think that's <laughs> yeah. The, I know, that's the key. the key. I think well, actually, that... not giving away pens will help with that. <laughs> go on, yeah. say. Uh,
4: I'm very predictable. Uh, Mo will go on a run of banging a few in. Yeah.
2: No more injuries. That, that, that's.
4: That I don't think that's even
2: possible. <laughs> 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 right. We got lads that are injured. It, like injury is the greatest predictor of future injury. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that has been your Under Pressure podcast for this week. We will be back next Monday for Ajax and Leeds. Until then, up the Reds.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show.